Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I was still living at home, and here's what the interesting thing was, and it took uh, from the time I was served till the actual first um, court date was several months. Right. Again, you know, it was not right away. I had to get a court, had to get an attorney, and then I eventually did a substitution of attorney. And uh, long story short, it took about six months for all this to happen. Now, here's what's interesting: you still live in the same house, two-story at home. I lived upstairs and went out the back door. Mm-hmm. She lived downstairs and went out the front door. So we lived in the same house, but I never saw her. Uh, and once court started, it was, uh, we still lived in the house for about a year after till that Thanksgiving weekend I told you about. Um, and so the very, so interesting is a weird, you know, sur- pretty surreal when you think about it, uh, living in the same house, I would get a notice to appear in court and she would leave to go to court and I would leave to go to, to, go court, to court from the same house. And I would see her in court on one side and I would be on the other side with my attorney. Uh, and then we'd, I'd go back to work and then she'd be, of course, go home. And then we'd go home and I would be upstairs and she'd be downstairs. This carry on for about six, uh, but almost a year, I would say maybe yeah. about a year and a half. And I would never see her except in court. And we live in the same house. <laughs> now that's surreal. So psychologically, what what are you going through during that space? Like, how do you uh, describe it? It was a, it was a, you know, here's another thing too. I had to keep my personal life away from a business life. Okay. Uh, because I was literally, uh, I literally see about uh, outside of COVID till last year or the first part of this year, about 25 clients a week, right. appointments, 25 appointments in my office. So th- those 25 people that come in need my complete and full attention. You know, personal personal stuff is out the door. Yeah. So I fortunately have, after many, many years of, you know, working, the ability to turn off and turn on. And so once I got in the office, personal life turned off, had to. Now, what was interesting is sometimes I'm in the middle of uh, an appointment and I get uh, a text from my attorney. So, you know, the bing goes off and uh, and naturally I don't look at it right away. Client goes and then I look at it and, uh, hey, Dave, I need to talk to you. Uh, We've got an ex parte on Tuesday and today is Friday. Mm. So I need to talk to you between now and then. So it's like, uh, I can't talk to you now. I'll call you tonight or call you on the weekend or one of these things. Um, and of course, strategy on their part, very, very uh, um, well-known, expensive attorney she used, uh, but I took him down. Mm. Uh, I'm an accountant. Don't mess with an accountant. <laughs> uh, and, um, but um, they strategized and always picked a date or dates when they knew I was busy. April, first week in April, first week in September, first week in October, 
And always ex parte means like you have two days or three days and I got to show up. If I don't show up, you know, uh, uh, it goes to the other side. And uh, um, yeah, so it was that. But again, uh, fortunately, um, and had to, it always, in my case, had to do with numbers, with money. It's always with money, you know. I mean, really, that was the issue after 42 years. Well, fortunately, I knew what was going on. I could very, very fast decipher the request. And it didn't take me, I didn't have to go to my accountant and say, hey, listen, what do they mean? Yeah. You know, what are they talking about here? I looked at it and said, okay, yes, no, no, it's not going to happen. That's the way it is. And fortunately, I was able to use my my knowledge uh, to um, uh, pretty much take the other side down, which is great. But uh, the point I'm making is this, is uh, um, it was very, uh, it was taxing mentally. To go back to your question, it was taxing mentally because uh, I had to switch back and forth. I had the ability to do that, but I had to switch back and forth between doing 25 to 30 returns a, a week, a week, and having to worry for a year, year and a half, uh, respond to constant, constant, a constant barrage of questions and requests and ex parte hearings. And but I could not let that show. And there was mentally, that was a problem, you know, uh, and uh, not a problem, but it was something that I had to, uh, I had to uh, address. It wasn't a problem. It was taxing, but I was able to address it. What do you do in that situation? Like, how does one prepare? Or how does one compartmentalize? How does one distinguish the difference between uh, personal and business inside of your situation there you were you've been married for for over 42 years it's starting to happen things are starting to unravel she's draining the bank account she's has a, a high-priced lawyer how do you handle it how do you how do you handle the shock because uh, you weren't expecting it it just happened it just yeah yeah it uh, it was uh, it was again the writing on the wall kind of thing mm -hmm. the preparation something's happening something could happen and then boom it happens and all of a sudden no matter how much you prepare for something it's like reality hit it's happening guys yeah you know this is it it's going in the direction i thought it was going in it's definitely headed in that direction now the switch has turned and the focus has changed and that's where you got to uh, move in that direction. Now, not everybody has the ability, and I'm very, very fortunate. I have, again, right brain, left brain kind of thing, musician, tax accountant. I'm able to do that. I'm able to switch back and forth on a regular basis, which I still do. Um, a lot of people cannot do that. Um, what you would need to do in a situation like that, especially, uh, and I'm using again, I, I go back to this mother with kids because I see that way too often, you know, um, a mother at home with kids and doesn't know what's going on uh, and pretty much everything is going good and all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out from under her um, um, and she doesn't know where to go. Uh, how do you prepare for that? If you are not in a position to be able to handle that, you really need to reach out. You have to reach out uh, because um, everybody has a friend. Uh, I have very, very, very few friends. I can count on one hand my friends. Mm -hmm. I have a very close friend, a buddy, my best friend. Uh, and um, I have um, another lady, not a, a friend, not a girlfriend or anything, just a lady 
uh, that uh, was there, we kind of was, at, who had also gone through a divorce many years ago. So we kind of talked. Because remember, I'm a great financial accountant. I'm a great tax accountant. Uh, but, uh, and, um, but not necessarily, I learned a lot at the get-go, not necessarily a family law attorney, you know. Um, I had no experience with uh, uh, with um, um, divorces other than people coming in. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a, not necessarily an expert, but someone who had gone through that, who said, hey, listen, you know, this is the kind of situation that occurred to me in court. This is what to expect in court when you go to court. Um, I've never been in divorce court, never been in court, maybe one time, uh, uh, but had nothing to do with divorce. I reached out to an expert that, uh, not an expert, someone knew about it, you know, because I had an attorney, uh, which again, I did the substitution attorney because I wasn't satisfied with her. Um, another long story with that, I had to take them to court and won, by the way, uh, with the attorney. Uh, and um, uh, they were double charging me. Uh, hmm. And again, if I didn't wasn't an accountant, I wouldn't have seen it. Right. So I went to mediation. I got my money back. Uh, but um, I did not know about uh, divorce courts and the process that I that would go that I would have to go through. She did, and she said, "This is what to expect. This is what you should do." She also came with me when I met my second attorney for the first time, uh, and, and um, so she was part of my whole divorce process, at least at the front end, you know. Uh, so yeah, I gleaned a lot of information from her. Uh, and then coupled with a great attorney uh, that I had, and I, I tell her and I talked to her as recent as a month ago, uh, still got issues that I'm dealing with, interestingly enough. And I called her. Uh, and, uh, in, and she appreciated this. I called her the Colombo of attorneys. <laughs> she was, uh, she didn't wear the $500,000 suits, uh -huh. a lady. Uh, she had just, you know, regular clothes and uh, didn't have the $1,000 uh, briefcase. She got one from maybe Kmart, but boy, was she sharp. Yeah. And I tell her, I said, you're the Colombo of attorneys. I learned a lot from her. She learned a lot from me because I have the accounting background that she was not well versed in, as I said. That's why I said not all attorneys, they're great family law attorneys, but not necessarily good with taxes. Yeah. So she learned a lot from me. I learned a lot from her. And I, again, sought out someone that knew about uh, divorces, which was my weakness at that time. So there you go. You reach out and talk to people, to experts, friends of friends of friends of friends, you know. Yeah. I have two questions for you. Um, one is how important is it to find an attorney that you feel comfortable with that connects with you as on a human level and not a, on a business level? And then my other question is regarding um, your process. So what did you do? I know that you work out regularly. I know that you what did you do mentally um, to sustain yourself through that process? OK, good. Good question. I can tell you, you know, you know what you do this very, very, very efficiently, very well, Peter. Really good. Thank you. Uh, first question is the comfort level is so important. So important. Um, if you have to, and again, using going back to the single mom, another single mom, the stay-at-home mom with the kid who doesn't really know the world, is great with home. Uh, and I'm talking that this gal just. Her, her face just keeps coming to mind, you know, so creative, such a knowledgeable person, but stayed at home and didn't know uh, the works, what it is to be out in the real world. 
um, if you have to, uh, and you really are lost, and you will be lost if you're if you're so sheltered, you will be lost when you go and see a tax, uh, a law, a family law attorney, and they throw these forms in front of you. You've got to sign, 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 retainer fee, X number of dollars. First of all, where's the money coming from? If you don't have money in your account, mm. how are you going to hire an attorney? You got to have a retainer, right? So that's another hurdle you got to jump through. Uh, but regardless, um, they're throwing forms that you take someone with you that will explain in plain English, not attorney English, in plain English, what it is you're signing. So important. And uh, in, in me, even though I'm schooled in what I, I'm very, very, I've been in business for 50 years. I know, man, I've been in and out of all kinds of things. And even at that, uh, well, one more thing I'll allude to. Uh, I signed up with the attorney um my fault was this the first one or the second one the first one first one the first one i signed up with and here was my fault and then again you know you you make an error one time try and correct it the second time around um don't go to the first attorney and sign up with the first attorney which was my error because um again i was blindsided served respond I got to respond. I got to get an attorney right now. I got to tell him or her everything. All this has got to be done in 20 days or a month or something yeah. like that. So first attorney looked at the, uh, looked at the uh, website, looked at the good uh, reviews. You're only going to get good reviews, right? Right. You're not going to get bad reviews. Get bad reviews. <laughs> so I looked, oh, great reviews. And yeah, was I um, uh, distracted for a while? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, local here, exact same town I'm living in. Fast, I can go down anytime. Signed up. Well, the attorney was great, but I ended up not dealing with him. I was dealing with his uh, um, uh, one of his associates, who was a nothing wrong. Uh, she was a lady. My attorney was a lady, but she was the lady that um, just got eaten up by this high-priced attorney. Mm. And man, I saw you know within about. Three, four months, I said, you know, this ain't working. She is getting eaten alive. That's a shark uh, eating up a minnow. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is, this is absolutely no, there, there is absolutely no compare, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, no contest here. I'm going to get taken to the cleaners, not because um, of anything other than inefficiency. Yeah. So, um, right. So I called a stop to that. Again, my intuition, my knowledge, et cetera, came into play. I have that. And I reached out to my best buddy who referred me to the attorney that I ended up with. And he gave me a couple of examples, killer attorney, killer in the sense that uh, really, really knowledgeable, you yeah. know, and I reached out to her, did the substitution attorney and never looked back. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so my, as I said, my uh, error was I should have checked more than one attorney, but I was in a rush to get this going. And even with my knowledge and my expertise and all the years of experience I've had, I made an error and I picked the first attorney on the, on, on boom. It's just like picking uh, anything, you know, you, you shop around a little bit, you know, and also the feel was not there with, uh, there was a great feel with the guy I dealt with, but then he pushed me on to his associate or the lady that worked under him, you know, they, you got like the partner and you yep. got all the other. Yep. And uh, so I got 
uh, I dealt with her and uh, right off the top, I knew yeah, this ain't gonna happen. This ain't gonna work. And oh, gut feeling. Uh, I had, after I met her, it was a gut feeling I had that I said, you know, she is not gonna work out too well. Uh, she's not as aggressive. I don't. I want someone to be rude and pushy, but uh, I knew the guy I was dealing with. I knew this guy was a high price, four hundred fifty bucks an hour gets you pretty decent. Four hundred five hundred fifty, four hundred fifty five hundred dollars an hour gets you a pretty decent attorney. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that you know this guy. I had met him, uh, the Perry Mason of attorneys. He is so suave and sophisticated, but I got his weak spot. I did get his weak spot. After two, three sessions, I picked up on it. Yeah. And that's what I, I worked on. But uh, I said, she's going to get eaten alive. And the gut feeling came into play. But I, instead of cutting bait and running, I said, let me push it. Let me try because I'm already invested in this. Yeah. Second error. <laughs> Second error. I should have said, you know what? I'm going to stop things right now. Yeah. I spent more money, cost me a few bucks more, and my gut feeling manifested itself about a month or two later and said, this is not working. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.